0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
1: Last night in uh, Amarillo for Monterey as they fall to the Tascosa Rebels. 33-21, so they're now 2-4 and four on the season. Uh, we told you about the friendship game. That's tonight from Midland. We'll have it here on Double T 97.3 at 6.30. They take on Legacy, and then Cooper and Amarillo High play here in the city area. 6.30 on 100.7. The score, the kick at 7. Other games tonight, Coronado will travel well, no, that'll be next week. They'll travel to Amarillo. They're off this week. They got a bye week, as does Estacado. They have a bye week. They're coming off of a, <clears throat> a win over Sweetwater, so no action for them. Lubbock High is playing at home tonight against Paladuro, and that is a six o'clock kickoff. Uh, Lubbock High's gone up, gone down, gone up, gone down. So maybe they're maybe kind of a little up for them. Hopefully this week that'd be good. Yeah. So uh, they won their first game, then lost two, then won. Against Lakeview in uh, Week Four, then lost uh, in their last outing to Andrews, fifty-five twenty-one. They had a bye week last week, so uh, see what they can see what they can do to make things uh, make things a little bit better for them uh, this morning or this this evening. Uh, this from the Eighth Swing Center chat line. A lot of mind reading going on today. Jeff read my mind with the playing of that last song, the outro, blinding me with science. So we got a mind reader of yours and a mind reader of Jeff's. Nobody's reading my mind this morning, and maybe that's a good it's thing. A, it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult. I had a sad moment this morning, Jamie. A sad, sorry. a sad moment. Well, it's, 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 they've, they've done it to themselves. I, I have all my life, for as long as I can remember, gone to the driveway or the front yard and picked up the newspaper. Um, and uh, growing up in Kansas City, we had a morning and an evening paper for years and years and years and years and years. And, years, and my parents subscribed to both. And then I did uh, after I lived there for a while uh, after school. And uh, since I've uh, lived in Lubbock, I've been a subscriber of the HA. I mean, 30 plus years. Gone to the end of my driveway, picked up my newspaper. And today was the last day I'm going to do that. Okay. Because they're not delivering it anymore. The postman's going to deliver it. So God only knows when it's gonna get there, mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna participate in that shenanigan um I'll just uh, read it online i guess and I, that'll be that'll be different that'll be that'll be interesting i'm like i said it just makes me makes me sad um but I guess it is what it is <clears throat> in a lot of ways uh that industry has done it to themselves and uh hopefully other industries that are in the similar communications to folks can can learn from that and adjust and make uh, make the changes needed to uh, be able to sustain themselves uh, further. But yeah, it's just uh, like I said. I had a I had a little, I had a little bit of a I had a moment at the end of my driveway when I picked it up and went. Oh, that's the last time I'm going to do that. Mm. That's the last time I'm going to do that. Sometimes I mean, change is hard. It is, and I, and, I, and sometimes change is hard for me too. I'm I I can adapt to it, but just the initial you know changes. I'm not always the i'm not always the best adapter but i get to it i get to it eventually like moving downtown i mean it's not my favorite place but it's not my it's not my worst place yet well that's good to know yeah, yeah but i'm since I've adjusted, you work here I've, I've adjusted to it you know i've adjusted to it it's not the it's not the coming i enjoy the coming to the morning uh little drive <clears throat> kind of clear your brain as you come into work see the folks that are out and about kind of enjoy that
2: yeah there's uh there's some there's nothing like um, you know here's where your um paycheck is. I hope <laughs> you get adjusted
1: right. <laughs> yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's
1: something to be. This is where the, the ball bo- the boss
2: asks you to be. Sure,
1: that, right. There's a lot a lot to be a lot to be said for that. With with without that helps
2: you. uh Sure
1: helps me helps me get to where I need to be. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, this is. This is the re- this is the requirement, uh, with with without a doubt. So, you know I'm 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 all in. Okay, I'm I'm all in. Just want to make sure that you understand that. Uh, I hope that some history repeats itself. Um, yesterday, on uh, in history in 1996, and man, I I don't even know. I don't even think the total rushing for both teams. It could be this, but Byron Hanspard. Rushed for two hundred and eighty seven yards on October the fifth, nineteen ninety six. It was his fifth straight two hundred yard rushing game wow. of the season for Texas Tech, as the Red Raiders beat Baylor forty five to twenty four. Wow. Two hundred and eighty seven yards. How about them, Apples?
2: Byron had it rolling.
1: He did, and that that's one of the reasons why he, you know, won the awards that he won. So um you know, yeah, it's cra- it's crazy when you th- crazy when you think about that, right? When you think about those those numbers. Five for him. straight,
2: two hundred yard rushing games, that's
1: yeah. That's a that killer. was his that was his fifth straight mm-hmm. um in that uh in that Baylor Baylor game. Two hundred and eighty seven yards as uh, Texas Tech beat uh, the Baylor Bears forty five to twenty four. So one one of the things that um the coach McGuire talked about uh yesterday. Um, and this might be, this might be something for you on, on upon further review to to guess. He he talked about the really this this game is going to come down to who can run the ball and uh, who can establish it, and then who can who can stop it. He said so. He feels like for them running the football will help them to be able to attack the secondary of Baylor, where they're younger. Okay. They're they're defensively their front seven as he called it. So that'd be their their down linemen and the linebackers uh, are experienced and um, are vets. Okay, but and so when you're trying to establish the run against something like that, it's going to be hard. So your offensive line is going to have to, you know, open up holes for Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez, and, and Nehemiah Martinez to to a certain degree. But and then Baylor is, is going to do that, try to do that, too. They're going to try to establish the ball. But he described Blake and their their quarterback, as really accurate uh, play action. But he says, it's who can stop the run or who can establish the run. He goes, we got to stick with the run. That's what's hot for us. Um, and so that's, that's for us running the football. Um, but he said uh, that will help them then attack the secondary. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, that's 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 in and of itself um, the game plan tomorrow, um, you know is okay. What can you can your guys that have been pretty good on that offensive line in terms of opening up holes for your running attack? Can they continue to do that against a, a veteran defensive line that's physical, um, but that has given up some yards rushing, like you know about one hundred and eighty something yards a game so far? And we're still. We're well, still early in in terms of these numbers because Baylor's given up 184 yards per ball game on the rush defense and Tech's given up 148. Uh, I would I would go this far, Jamie. Tell me if I'm wrong. If those numbers held up, let's just say you gave up less than 150 and you ran for more than 180. I think that leads to a victory.
2: Uh, I I think it's absolutely possible. I mean, it it just all depends on how many times you turn the ball over and mm-hmm. what you do throwing the football. I mean, maybe it's one of those days where you slow down a team's rushing attack, but I mean they're having a huge day throwing. They the get ball. sliced
1: up, yeah. Yeah, that's so, fair.
2: I mean, I I don't know that you can guarantee it, but I, I like your odds if you're out rushing them, mm-hmm. especially if you're if you're rushing yourself for 184 yards. That says that I I would think that leads to you being able to set up the passing game and that takes a lot of the pressure off of baron morton and that that to me is why it's so important to be able to establish the run game because if um if baylor's able to pin their ears back and come after morton and if they're able to drop extra guys back in the secondary um that makes it so much harder for morton so you you've got to be able to establish the run to take a little of the pressure off of a you know you're of, of your quarterback a guy who hasn't started a ton of games and so um that's where you know that's where Brooks and Valdez come into play here and and the offensive line comes into play uh it it's gonna you know you want them to have big numbers just for the pure sake of of running but I just don't think you can win the football game with just just throwing the football and you have to be able to run the ball more and take pressure off on of Morton.
1: 625 this morning on the morning drive. Somebody asked if Jacob Rodriguez is back this week. He is He is not back this week. All right, we'll continue on this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double
1: T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I met a number, Jamie, a number. I don't have the number for you in my head because I didn't have my clicker a number of morning drive listeners yesterday at the uh, Lubbock chamber of commerce, uh, barbecue event, That's the off, the cook off. That's good. Yeah. It was, uh, I thought, I think yesterday, and I-, I think it's always a good event, but I mean the, they were all kind of lined up crisply and, uh, they were all ready to go. And, uh, the crowd was streaming in as I was streaming out. Um, and there was already a big crowd there. I left about five 40 I was there a couple hours. Uh, walking around shaking hands talking to folks having good conversation i had a couple of cold coors lights that was good had some outstanding ribs smoked sausage in a fajita so that was you know i was I was, uh i was pleasantly pleasantly plump when i left uh i wasn't overloaded but that was at just the right just the right amount but yeah i met uh met larry uh he was a morning drive listener and um uh, met a, I met a, a couple that uh, listen and watch us on Fox 34 News now um start the day with us so that was shout out to them that was that was nice so everybody was uh, very pleasant nobody throwing any arrows or anything yesterday
2: of the numerous that Jeff and I met yesterday mhm um i met Keith who is a Jets fan oh okay Who uh, listens to the morning drive? And he wanted me to know that there do the Jets fans do exist.
1: Jets fans do exist. Okay, well that's that's good because I mean it's very rare that you meet them. So it is. It's almost like a four leaf clover.
2: And I don't. Growing up in Central New York, I don't remember knowing a Jets fan. Okay. Yeah, but they exist, and he's from. Born and raised
1: in Lubbock, Texas, and he's a Jets fan. He's a Jets fan for whatever reason. For whatever reason, yeah,
2: always like the
1: Jets. There's a number of guys that are uh, slightly older than me uh, that I've learned in Lubbock are big Green Bay Packers fans. But that goes back to them rooting for the Red Raiders and Donnie Anderson back in the day. And then when he went to the Packers, they became Packer fans. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of number of Packer fans that I've. I found uh, in town as well. So anyway, so shout out to the chamber and everybody that was out there. I mean, it's a hardworking group of, of folks out there cooking and you know just having a big time. And then uh, then the locals came in and uh, sampled some of their uh, some of their food and stuff like that. So that was good. Um, all right, so we have Big Twelve football tonight, Jamie, uh, and I I think I think this potentially could be a good game, although it could be a blowout. Um, Kansas State playing at Oklahoma State. Wildcats are three and one on the season. Cowboys are two and two. K State is favored by eleven. You, you kind of wonder what's going on with Oklahoma State, you know, and it mm, kind of—I don't know
2: that I do. I just don't think they're good.
1: Well, what I meant by that was <laughs> their their program seems to be shaky. It doesn't. It seems like it's, they're regressing more and more each year, and you just kind of wonder at what point in time does. Mike Gundy just say to hell with it or they say to hell with him because it just kind of feels like there's no, there's not the energy that there once was.
2: That's fair. He is um, a somewhat self-proclaimed, not an IL guy. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, uh, that doesn't work out well for you. No. So Fortunately, things aren't going well for Oklahoma State. I don't think that's their only problem by any stretch no. of the imagination, but it's uh, it's definitely something that's that's not helping him. They've got, if you talk to the Oklahoma State folks, that's what they feel is a big big
1: problem. They've got quarterback problems. they got one of our old guys, Alan Bowman. He started against uh, Iowa State. He has been splitting times with uh, Garrett Wrangell and Gunnar Gundy. That's uh, Mike Gundy's son. Um so, you know, they take on a K-State team that ranks 14th nationally and second in the Big 12 at almost 40 points a game, 39 and a half. And they've got their standard kind of quarterback, Will Howard, who looks like all the others that they've had. You know, eight passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. And, uh, <laughs> just again, they just kind of step and repeat. Uh, but it sure seems like Chris Kleiman has that, that program pointed in the right direction. So uh, I would expect K-State to win tonight. Um,
2: I bet it'll be a closer game than we, than we, we think. think it would, or that maybe that it should
1: be. How about this? Oklahoma State hosting a Friday night game for the first time since 1948. Excuse me, 1956. They won that 1956. K-State won the last year's meeting 48 to nothing. That's where the 48 came from. But how about that? So 50, 1956, so what is that? 67 years.
2: Yeah, I bet you could get a lot of those numbers for a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time they hosted a Friday night game. Sure. I mean, just because you don't do it very often, right? Yeah. What do you think that number is for Texas Tech? <laughs> do you have well, any I idea?
1: I have no. I bet we've never hosted a Friday night game.
2: I know we played in New Mexico once.
3: Uh,
1: okay. Played in Austin once. Yeah. N-
3: non- is the day after Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, non-day after Thanksgiving. Don't count that one mm-hmm. because that's that's a
3: it's holiday. It's a
2: holiday. You're right, Jeff. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah. But it's a holiday. It's so. a holiday. Yeah. Uh,
1: but a but an October Friday night game is rare.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, Thursday nights happen. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. So
2: everybody gets those every once in a while. Every four or five years, season. it seems like you play one of those, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know the last time Texas Tech played. They may, be, may have been before 56.
1: All right. So, uh, tomorrow you have the Red River shootout between Oklahoma and Texas. I, I just had this feeling Texas is going to lose tomorrow and that there's going to be, uh, here, you know, here we go again. Can't win the big one. Can't beat Oklahoma. You know, I just, I don't know, just had this feeling that Oklahoma's going to, both these teams are 5-0. and It's an 11 o'clock kick. Texas favored by 5.
2: Um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It just feels like in that, in that matchup, the team that's not the better team wins decently frequently. I'm having a hard time, like with my mental state because I, and you know, save that clip, Jeff. I like, I don't know why, but like, I feel like I'm rooting for Texas. I really don't know. I don't, I have no idea why.
1: UCF player, doctor in the house.
3: Yeah. you oh, see Or listening, they can come up to here in 620 Avenue O mm-hmm. and, and check on Jamie because yeah. clearly something's wrong. Yeah,
1: stethoscope uh, needed, um, too. I,
2: and I don't know, I, I'm kind of in on the turnaround for Quinn Ewers. He's okay. kind of found his faith and feels like he's a different man, he's acting differently and he cut his hair, and so I'm kind of happy for him.
3: Yeah, I need a brain surgeon stat. We need a CAT scan and make sure Jamie's actually okay. He
2: he actually looks like he grew up a little bit.
1: UCF plays at Kansas there without their starting quarterback, probably Jalen Daniels, and TCU is at Iowa State. Let's see if TCU bounces back or does Iowa State get one at home.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from
1: Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Get some... Things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm thrilled that a speedster footballer at Tech finally showed out in a game. We've had them before in the recent past, but they've never really panned out. Jakeem Grant was one of the few that did Uh, this. Come on, Chuck. You would take all 10 in the face and come out needing plastic surgery (laughs) with regard to me kicking it catching a kickoff uh chris sneed wrote in. that's
2: that's what i would be afraid of that i would i would just wear each and every one of them
1: he said chuck you're not catching a single one i'll buy you dinner every saturday for a month if you catch one are you gonna take time off from your other gig to do that that's from chris sneed i know that's i know you I know. didn't say that out loud though you thought it really loud i thought i said from chris sneed you said this here oh, okay this from chris sneed
2: um, I would love to make this part of the,
1: end of the bottom bench Olympi- end of the
2: bench Olympics what or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we just need somebody. You think Coach McGuire could get Reese out there to kick off to you?
1: Oh, he probably would. Uh, good halftime show. Put all three of you out there and see you catch the football. <laughs> I don't want to do it. They need to have catching kickoffs as part of the Olympics. Invite Chuck to join in, okay. like you just said, yeah.
2: I just think, in Chuck has mentioned, he has good hands, okay? Mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference in running 30, 40 yards down the field and catching a pass that's right. a spiral and all right. that. Right, I'm pretty confident in my ability to, to catch most of those, okay? Mm-hmm. If they're on target. Okay. Don't ask me to go up and make a T.J. Vasher one-hander or anything. But. Sure. Yeah, Wait a minute.
3: I, we've got to run the 30 or 40 yards? We can jog, yeah. jog. Yeah, it's I
2: can't, a slow jog. It's I just a walkthrough.
1: I can't do that. It's just
2: a walkthrough, Jeff. I mean, okay, that I I can do. I can catch passes. But kicking catching an end-over-end kickoff that's 50, 60 yards in the air, mm-hmm. man, you you got to move to the right spot where it's about to land and you got to – I'm just – man, that thing's going off my – I'd probably be circling ch-
1: all over that thing.
2: That thing's going off my chest and my – face more times probably than we not.
1: Even, probably if we even touched it that'd be saying something
2: eh, i think i could get to it okay
3: yeah again we're we're setting this up for success with with burglar kicking to us yeah like it's not he's not gonna try to keep it away from us we're gonna go get it and i think that i
2: think that's easier than catching a punt because <laughs> punts go so high
1: and they're spiral right
2: and the spiral part makes it easier but i think yeah. the I would think catching the punt would be harder.
1: Let's see here. I don't
3: know. That might be a question to ask at a press conference one day. What's easier to catch, a kickoff or a punt? <clears throat> I don't know the answer
1: to that. All right. A uh, couple things from Coach McGuire's show last night on Double T-97-3. He said they did extra tackling this week. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, early on in the game, that was. I feel like that hadn't been a problem all season long, but early on in the game, boy, did you get off to a rough
1: start. Yeah, they had bringing 18, guys down. Eighteen missed tackles, um, uh, in the ball game. That was according to uh, Coach Deruder.
2: I wonder how many of those were in the first quarter.
1: I think a lot of them. I, I bet the I think, majority. I think a were. lot of them. You know, because um, Coach uh, Marcel Yates um, was on as well. He's the secondary coach, and, and he. He he said basically we need to tackle better. <laughs> he mm-hmm. he said, you know, um he said with with the true freshman in the in the secondary that they've got right now, uh, because of some injuries, especially when uh and Taylor Demerson went out, um and he'll play this week, by the way. His back is gonna be okay, l- at least as of as of right now. He said with true freshman, the call sheet slims mm-hmm. down and um he always he always tells his players and reminds them that it's tackle football, okay? <laughs> hey fellas, it's tackle football. But he also said that with regard to you know reducing the call sheet, they they do that in terms of what they're going to, you know, the plays that they're going to call or what they're going to have them do until they gain their confidence and then they can then they can start adding to it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that, that made a lot of sense. Uh, Kenny Perry has uh, a new name for the Texas Tech offense. He's the running backs coach. Instead of the air raid, calls it the run raid. Run raid. Run raid. Run raid. Okay. Okay. Um, they they said this, and they were taught. They, they talked a little bit about baseball because I mean you you know this. A lot of times there's the guy that makes the outstanding play in the field, whether it's the shortstop or the outfielder or first baseman, and then ironically that guy leads off the next inning, right? Sure. That happens a lot. So, Coach McGuire talked about that if you play well on special teams, because they have a lot of guys that are playing special teams that have a position, that it carries over to the position. And that if you get that momentum, uh, and he said if if you play well on special teams, you usually play well in your position, too. That's good. So That that, Uh, that makes sense. That that made a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, and I think that in baseball, you're always worried about a guy struggling at the plate, and then he Mm -hmm. takes it to the field with him, and he's... Got his head down. He's worried about that and sulking, pouting, whatever. And, and then he's he's not focused on being a good fielder.
1: Yeah. Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we were really aware or were aware. I wasn't aware of the injury to Cameron Valdez. Last year, it was a knee, but this year it's a shoulder. He's got a banged up shoulder.
3: They talked about it a couple of weeks ago that he was hurt, but I don't think they talked about what the nature was. of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said he's really happy for him. He said it was the knee last year, the shoulder this year. And, you know, with a, with a running back, you know, with a banged-up shoulder, it's hard because, I mean, you're getting hit and you're, you're using your shoulders to, you know, get yourself positioned and things like that. So he, he apparently is healthier with that shoulder. At least he's not maybe experiencing the amount of pain. I don't know if he's experiencing any discomfort or pain, but apparently the banged-up shoulder is better. And so that's why he's that's why he's been able to play, and that's why he's been more been more effective. Um, they uh, they feel like that with the with the running game, um, and what they've really kind of tried to do. He said Coach Kitley and his group have become creative in finding runs. He said the it makes the offensive lines job easier if you can run the football. Okay. He said with, with, uh, with regard to Baron Morton, he's still going to be a gunslinger, but he operated within the game plan, which was the difference for him last week versus when he came in in relief in the West Virginia game. He said he tried to do too much. He said, Coach McGuire said, we have too many people trying to win the game. And he said to Baron, he said right before he took the field, I just told him, let's do our job. Mm-hmm. Don't, try do, don't try to do too much.
2: Okay. I thought he did a great job of that this weekend.
1: Yeah. Don't try to don't try to do too much. Um, he said this. <laughs> he said this with regard to Taylor Swift because he was asked about it. Uh, I don't know if she's coming to the K State game. Who knows? I'm all in because if she's here, then Patrick Mahomes is here. <laughs> so he was. He's here. He's he's good with her coming because he knows that Mahomes is going to be here. I would uh, love for Patrick to be here. Yeah. You know,
3: Are uh, the Chiefs off next week?
1: They have a uh I think they have a Thursday, Thursday night game. game. Yeah, and then and then they would be uh, available if they wanted to come in. But I mean, is he going to give up who knows. Maybe he is. But I got to think he's a pretty busy guy. He's got two kids. He's got a big time job. Maybe I imag- I imagine if he comes, it's
3: just he and Kelsey and it's a bro trip. Mm. Cuz it them, they've been here before.
1: Yeah, but if but if if uh, Kelsey wants to bring the, you know, the new misses, then that's something else.
2: I would hate that. I yeah. would like for next weekend to be about Texas Tech football and yeah. not about yes. freaking Taylor Swift.
1: Yes. One thing, and
2: because we know every media member yeah. in this city, just like Chuck did, just did, would be all over it, and we couldn't focus on football.
1: You know, we, need to, we need to make sure we f- focus on football. One thing that uh, C.J. Baskerville said, he said the offense is getting better each week. He said everybody is doing their one That's what he called it, their 1-11th. And it's a he good said, way to put it. Everybody is holding each other accountable. And uh, one thing he said is his mom likes him to be called Julian. He said it makes my mom happy. So, CJ's been kind of in, since he's been in sports, or they just called him CJ, but his mom calls him Julian. The Morning Drive
0: Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T
1: 97.3. What you got there, Kimisabi?
2: Okay, I got a, uh, you got three answers here and Taj Brooks can't be one of them. Oh, goodness. Because we're all going to agree with that one. Okay. okay? Uh, I want you to give me three players that you feel like have to play well if Texas Tech is going to come away with a win tomorrow.
1: Okay, Baron Morton's got to play well.
2: Mm-hmm. That's probably the other one that I probably should have just okay. taken off the list. Um, but you're absolutely right. I, it, it's hard to imagine Tech winning if he's got a, a bad day with turnover. Yeah.
1: Uh, I th- I think um, you got to have Daydrian Taylor-Demerson back there in the secondary. You need him for all four quarters. Okay, and uh, and then I'm going to pick a special teamer, Gino Garcia. He's got to make his kicks, whatever. Whenever he has a chance to kick, he's going to make his kicks, and he's done. And he has, he he has performed. So extra points,
2: except for the if, first game.
1: Yeah, except for the first game, extra points, field goals, whatever you need. The, I'll go with those three. Baron Mord's an obvious
3: answer, so I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try to skip that one. Yeah, I should have skipped that. One. Yeah, no, it, that's that's fine. I, I'm yeah. going to try to skip it um, because I also think collectively your five offensive linemen are one mm-hmm. uh, instead of individually. So I'm going to yeah. use that one instead yeah. of an of an of an obvious answer um, because it whether it be in pass protection or in run blocking, those five guys, if they lose the fight, this game is going to be over in a hurry. Uh, On the flip side of that, I would say your defensive linemen uh, as a a collective group being one player need to play well in this game. You're not going to stop Baylor's running attack if you can't protect the run. And as a specific player, I don't know that that he's the one that has to, but I would put Mason Tharp on this list. Uh, I question his... I wonder if he's healthy. Well, okay. Mason Tharp, Baylor Cup. One of your two tight ends. Okay. um, To go out and really attack the middle of this Baylor defense uh, if you're going to get a chance in this because that will help. That will augment what Taj can do running the football if you can get the middle of the field going.
2: So I think you guys all, both of you, brought really good answers. Um And I think that shows that there's a lot of the guys that really need to play well in this one. I don't worry as much about the defensive secondary against Baylor as I do the defensive line. Mm -hmm. That's true. And specifically, I was thinking um, Bradford and Hutchison just because you need to be able to stop the run. And those are your number one guys when it comes to... To stopping the run, so uh, that they would have been first for me. Obviously, behind Brooks and 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 Morton, those two guys would have been first with with for me. It again, it's hard to imagine you winning this game if your offensive line is is not performing well and creating rush lanes for, um, for for Taj and for Cameron. So, um, the, those I feel like are an easy answer. Uh, Jeff went. He mentioned Tharp and Cup and. I, just because of the pressure and the experience that you're going to get from the defensive line of Baylor, um, I feel like you're not going to be throwing the ball down the field as much, maybe factor in the, you know, the arm situation with Baron Morton as well a little bit there. Uh, so I do feel like your tight ends are going to be important in this game. I, I guess I'd, I'd want to just say give me a receiver to step up. I don't care which one it is. Mm-hmm. I'd love for it to be Bradley because I think he's oozing with talent and athletic ability and all the but the above, and I just feel like he just needs a big game to kind of get him kick-started. Um, I'd love to see that just because he's kind of a forgotten man right now. But, man, if it wants to be Miles Price or if it wants to be Luke Fungi or Dre McCray, I don't care. Just one of you guys step up and have a big day. Yeah, Sp- Stretch the field a little bit and – force Baylor to to be paying attention to your passing game and uh that allows Taj and Valdez to do their thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I do think uh I think there's there's a lot that's right there about what Jeff had to say with regard to the offensive line. Um you know, Monroe Mills is your is your left tackle and then um, Cole Spencer and and Dennis Wilburn are the two guards and then Caleb Rogers is the right ta- I mean they feel like they feel like they can run the ball. I think, um, uh, uh, at least that because because of just what they've had, but they also know that they're going up, you know, against a, a stout, you know, veteran defensive line. So that that potentially, um, you know, poses a problem. Uh, Coach uh, Tim Drudder the other day saying that uh, Baylor was uh, very balanced on offense; that they would lead with the run; that they're very physical, very sound. Um, the offensive line is well coached. The play action is going to cause them a problem. They they also cited the three running backs uh, of all being a little bit different with their styles. That that's that's a bit of a challenge. And I think Tech hopes to counter that with the different style of Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez. All right. So, um, I think that makes it a little bit different for uh, for Baylor uh, just to have to kind of game plan for them and then and then getting the ball down the field. I think you're right. I think we'll probably see a lot of rollout. Uh, with Baron Morton, kind of like what we did last week, I think they like to do that. <clears throat> um, I think they they obviously want to get the ball uh, down the field a little bit. Um, you know, with regard to uh, to throw, and I think you know they feel like setting up the, you know, th- throw running the ball will help set up the pass for them. And sometimes people will say, and Coach McGuire alluded to this, that the that the pass sets up the run, but I think in this particular case, they feel like. Um, controlling the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively is real key to this this particular game and generally speaking it is but they want to they want to put stress on them um he also said this he said last year they dared us to run if they dare us to run this year we're going to run and Taj will have 200 and Cam another 100 so they want them to dare them to run so, dare us to run, Baylor—that's what they want. That's what uh, Texas Tech wants to see. They may not—they may not do that because they've probably seen some film on Texas Tech, how we can run the ball here lately. Mm-hmm. They're probably wise enough to understand that that daring us to run would probably not be the th- best thing to do.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety is presented by CanTex Roofing and Construction.
1: This uh, from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line off the double T ninety seven three mobile. App presented by Happy State Bank. Avoid eastbound South Loop major backup. So avoid that. Okay. okay. So thank you for thank sending you. that and uh, helping us uh, alert the others. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you can uh, find an alternate route, do so, and you'll be you'll be happier for it. Okay. We'll have. Uh, High school football, as I said on the air tonight for you, and so look forward to uh, look forward to that. There's there's lots of games, you know, in the area, so you can uh, look at your schedule and figure out kind of who you want to pay attention to. If you're
2: in Lubbock tonight, I think that matchup with Cooper and Amarillo High will be a really good one. Mm-hmm. That's obviously in 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 Woodrow, but
1: right, yeah, It's a Greater Lubbock area. Yeah, you know, might just go ahead and swallow it up. So just call it Lubbock. Swallow oh. up Woodrow. I don't, I, even know if, I don't even know if they have a mayor or a city council or anything like that. I mean, just kind of take it over. We'll put the <laughs> Lubbock flag over there. And hmm. while we're at it, do the same thing with Wolfrith. I mean, just make it all Lubbock. Why, why do we have to have all these different little things? Just make it one. Make maybe one. they
3: don't want to be part of Lubbock.
1: Well, maybe they do. Maybe they want to the benefits and the maybe the reason they Lubbock. live in Woodrow is because they don't want to live in love. Well, we're coming after them. Okay. Man. Right. But <laughs> no. they're still, they, they were there first. We're coming to get them. We're going to rescue you from yourselves. Uh, Post plays at Olten today. Okay. Let's see. Lubbock high plays at home against Paladuro. That'll be over at Lowry field. The, um, at new deal today. Roosevelt's at Stanton, Abernathy plays host to Adalou. Okay. Ropes is at home against Smyre. New home, Leopards at Eagles. I think Leopards beat Eagles. So New Home's at Seagraves tonight. And then level ends at uh, at Perryton among among the games.
2: Yeah, I would have to think that the Eagle would have to have his uh inability to fly, his wings clipped if the Leopard's gonna beat him. The Eagle? Um, yeah, how's, how's the leopard getting to the eagle?
1: I think the eagles are slow. And the, You
2: think eagles are slow?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that, I don't think they have quickness. How about that? I think the leopard can pounce on it. Plainview's at home against Wiley. That's bulldog versus bulldog there.
2: Ooh, I'm going to go with the bulldog. I don't know that which one.
1: bulldog's more ferocious. If it's the angry red plainview bulldog or if it's the Wiley coyote uh type bulldog. Fully acknowledging
3: that we're talking about the bald eagle, which is a significantly bigger bird than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know that I don't know where it ranks in the size comparison of eagles, but mm-hmm. I think it's at least an average size eagle for this conversation. Okay. They can dive seventy five to a hundred miles an hour.
1: Yeah. That's slow. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this, Chuck, will you pay our taxes and fees that Lubbock brings when they take over the smaller towns? No. <clears throat> Why doesn't Dallas swallow up Arlington or Grand Prairie or Kansas City swallow up Overland Park? <laughs> okay. Kind of have, you know. Kind of has all kind of one just big kind of greater Kansas City area. Greater, the DFW, the Metroplex, right? The mm-hmm. Metroplex, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it kind of all... Morphs into one, right? Didn't mean to ruffle any feathers. I figured it. I thought yes, I would. Yes, I I you did. I thought I I thought I might. I might ruffle a couple of feathers. A uh, couple. How do you feel about the Cowboys this weekend?
2: I don't like their chances. Okay. I, uh, I think it should be a good game, though. I expect the Cowboys to play well.
1: Okay. I. I, I mean, they're playing at Santa Clara against San Francisco. I. I hate the fact that that, I mean, I realize plenty of stadiums aren't in their, quote, name city, most, most, but Santa Clara is quite a ways Including away from- Including the Dallas Cowboys. Right, but Santa Clara is quite a ways away from downtown San Francisco as opposed to Arlington and Dallas. That's that's fair.
2: How far is it?
1: Uh, Al Michaels has made fun of this before. Um I don't know. I don't know specifically how many, how many miles Santa Clara is from downtown, but I'm going to, I'm going to, Santa Clara to San Francisco, it's 46 miles. It's a ways. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, according to the directions, it's 58 minutes. So that's quite a ways away from, you know, home base, so to speak. Do you have a thought. Do you have, it look like you have a thought, Mr. McGuire. No, I'm, you, you don't care. I don't care. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay, all right. Yeah. Like as long as there's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and California, West Coast, sure. Then you know, I I can't
1: care anymore. There's always that one. Um, let me ask you this: Does Does Dak Prescott have to outplay Purdy this week, Brock Purdy? Um, or is it or is it more of Micah Parsons needs to outplay? yeah, I, yeah. I would say
2: the yeah. the Cowboys defense really needs to play well, okay?
3: I would say Parsons needs to outplay McCaffrey
1: okay and and then as far as the as far as the cowboy offense is concerned, uh, to me, and I think this is every game going forward, I mean, it's about scoring touchdowns as opposed to field goals in the red zone they they even though they quote say they don't have a red zone problem, they've got a red zone problem.
2: Not so far they haven't been very good there.
1: Yeah, so um, that's that's just my that's my take. Uh, Dallas says uh, Arlington is twenty miles from Dallas proper, probably twenty eight minutes. Okay, well that's half the distance from Santa Clara to San Francisco.
3: It's what like Lubbock to Plainview kind of thing.
1: Lubbock distance? to Plainview would be more of uh, Santa Clara to San Francisco. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I, I would guess it's not as easy a drive as going from here to Plainview.
3: No, that's straight line. You could almost do that asleep.
1: Pretty much, I think some folks probably have done that asleep from time to time.
3: That's not recommended. You
1: got a that, little though. curve there as you're going around, you know, Abernathy. So you got to be careful about the curve.
3: Yes, gotta yes. Be caref-
1: careful about the curve.
3: The one curve on I-27.
1: The one, yeah. the one curve, the one curve on I-27. Just you know, be be watchful of that. Uh, give me, uh, give me a key for the Red Raider game tomorrow. You think it's about stopping the run? You think it's about containing Blake Shapen?
2: Uh, I just think you got a. Um, I mean, it's like with many football games. I think the battle in the trenches on both sides of the ball, uh, mm-hmm. both sides of the ball, um, that's where this game's going to be won. Probably the team that is better running the football. You know, is probably the team that. know, yeah, I think both quarterbacks are good. Um, I don't think they're either one of them right now is elite. But I mean, and I and I knock Baron down a peg because it doesn't appear that he's a hundred percent at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I just I just feel like both quarterbacks uh, have to do their job not to lose this football game, and both run games have the potential to win it, or defensive line slash linebackers have the potential uh, to win it by slowing down the run.
3: Okay. Okay. Snapping out of your Road game funk, and I don't know what it is, and I I don't know what the hindrance on this team playing on the road has been under Joey Maguire. I and if they're they're going to go Drake to the stadium and they're going to go to the locker room and they're going to do all those things, and if that's we'll what try to it mix great. it up, yeah, and and, and that, if that's what works, great. So, something's got to give uh, to get this. If they can get over that, whatever is causing that, I think you got a shot.
1: I think last year it was about playing better teams on the road than you played at home, to a degree. I mean, granted, I know you played and won over Texas and Oklahoma. Coach McGuire said yesterday, he goes, "We we have played better football at home. We've got to quit playing bad football. They're eight and two at home during under him. They're one and six on the road, including losing a couple this year. You want two that you really felt like that you weren't going to lose. So that that's why you kind of have this question mark in your mind. It's like. Okay, well, why doesn't this team travel well you know, when you lose at Wyoming after no. getting a 17-0 lease and, and lose at West Virginia?
2: And again, it's not really the team. It's the offense Yeah, that's been bad
1: yeah. on the road. So it's, uh, as he said last night on Red Rider Football with Joy McGuire, we just need to suck less. This
0: has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of ninety 973 podcasts at TT973.com.